Welcome to Got You Covered, presented by Hickok and Boardman Insurance Group, the podcast where we unpack the countless ways in which insurance affects our lives, and so you can properly manage your unique risk. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Got Ya Covered, presented by Hickok and Boardman Insurance Group. I am your host, Ryan Lee, a client advisor here with the insurance group. And today we're talking about ergonomics. So maybe you're an HR manager, maybe you're a plant manager, maybe you're just a supervisor. But one day you get that call. You get the call from your employee and saying, I can't come in today. I can't come into work. I'm injured. You're thinking to yourself, "What? Injured? You looked great. You look fine. You, there's there's nothing noticeably injured about you. What? How could that possibly be? What what happened?" And you ask the questions. You explore more, and you find out that maybe there's an ergonomics issue in your facility or your workplace. So today, I'm bringing in Mary Beth Morso, the loss prevention manager here at Hickok and Boardman Insurance Group. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Beth. Thanks, Ryan. Excited to be here. Yeah. So tell the guests, uh, the listeners, uh, a little bit more about what you do here at Hickok and Boardman. Well, as you said, I'm a loss prevention manager. I've been here about 17 years and pretty much, you know, we do a lot of things, but mostly our goal is to, to help folks in industry, any kind of industry, really uh, be safe and prevent some injuries so that we can help, you know, workers comp claims, help, help them go down, keep people employed. Um, and that encompasses a lot of things, and one of which is certainly ergonomics. I love it. I love it. So why is ergonomics so important? You know, ergonomics is one of those things. I always say to people, it's not rocket science, but I think sometimes people think it is. And <laughs> and the reason I say that is that if you think about anything, even in your day-to-day life, if you do something in a position that's uncomfortable and you start your elbow starts hurting, it affects everything you do. Now imagine that in industry where we are, people are doing stuff all day long in some awkward posture. So it really affects not only what you do on the job, but it affects your, your productivity at home, being able to pick up the grandkids or anything like that. So it has a bigger impact than something like a broken arm that can put be put in a cast and in you know six weeks from now come off. It's got a longer term impact. Hmm. What do you think um, is one of the main reasons why ergonomics is, is sometimes overlooked? It seems like it's one of those things that's easy to overlook in the workplace. Yeah, and you sort of spoke to it in your intro, which you were like, wait a second, you looked fine yesterday. That's the thing about ergonomics is that it's not a visual thing. It's, it's, in other words, it's not like going to a machine and cutting yourself or losing a limb or anything horrific like that. However, it has an impact that you feel all the time, but it's not visible to the rest of the company. So people go, what do you mean your shoulder hurts? You know, okay, so your shoulder hurts. But the fact is, it could become something very big, which would, which could be rotator cuff, carpal tunnel, tennis elbow. And again, those things are not obvious to the rest of us, but they impact somebody's quality of life pretty significantly. Mm. Mm. 
is it, it seems like there's also um, a trend that we're seeing that ergonomics is becoming an even larger uh, factor in in a well-made safety plan um, for for a business. Why why do you think it is now more important to focus yeah. on ergonomics versus maybe ten or twenty years ago? Right. So that's a great question. I mean, I think so. So I've been doing this a long time, and I think we what we understand as an as a nation is that we have an we have an aging workforce, mm. meaning that people are in that area where they've been actually working 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years. And if folks have been doing something over and over again, that increases the odds of the of, of ergonomic injuries because of repetition, mostly as well as the fact that, let's face it, as we age, things don't work as well. We don't have as much strength. We don't, um, you know, we're not even, heck, we're not even as tall as we used to be because we shrink as we age. So there are things that are happening on the body and you add to that repetitive motion over a period of years and and you're just pushing the envelope and we're starting to see more of that show up now. Mm, makes sense. So what are some of the top, um, I'd say problems or repetitive motion ergonomic issues that you see when you walk into our, our clients' workplaces or, or other workplaces around the region? You know, there's ver- there's there's certainly a lot of various ones. So let me let me talk about some the ones that I think are probably the 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 largest. And I would and when I say largest, I mean the ones that probably have a significant a more significant impact on somebody's life and and, mm. and maybe a possibly a bigger claim. And those would probably be back and shoulder issues that I see more of. And let's just speak to those for a minute because a back issue, by the way, 80% of Americans are going to have a back injury that requires me- medical attention in the United States. I mean, wow. Think about that. I mean, that's just like mind boggling, right? People go to the doctor for back injuries, second only to colds and flu. So again, it's a pretty big deal. So back injuries are probably one of the biggest because they're so significant and mm. because many of us have experienced them. And second to that, and many of them can be avoided, but I think uh, the, other, the other statistics that's worth noting is that is that the leading cause, back injuries are the leading cause of disability between pe- people ages 17 to 45, Ryan. It's not even the age wow. of workforce. <laughs> Right. So so I've got these statistics like mad, but these are things I see in the workplace all the time. Right. And so so lifting, for instance, is most of that's about how we lift and what we lift and where we're lifting it from. And so that's why I say it's not rocket science once you sort of understand it. And second to that would be rotator cuff. So Mm. when we're reaching, extending over, you know, we're reaching on the top shelf to grab something instead of getting on a ladder. Right. Just because we do. Right. Um, and rotator cuff, uh, you can talk to certain, you know, our workers comp division, those don't always get fixed the first time. So people go to surgery and have this, you know, pretty intensive surgery. And the next thing, you know, they're back a year later because it really didn't work. So those are probably two of the bigger significant ones. There are certainly a lot of small ones, you know, like carpal tunnel, tennis elbow, those sort of things. But I would say that those two are 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 going to play the play the biggest role on a company because they lose people for an extended period of time or then they have to be on restrictions 
which yep. really has an impact on business. For sure. Well, as we're, as we're sitting here uh, doing this podcast episode, I, I find myself sitting with poor posture and, and reminding I, myself, I, oh, I what, would, what, would MD, but... what would MB say here? Okay, Ryan, come on. Back, back and shoulder right. injuries. Right. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see where that comes from, though. And I bet you that is if everybody checked their own posture today at work, they right. would right. find something wrong. Right. And I or think that could be the, improved. Yeah. I think the other thing is just even if you think about lifting, I, I struggle with this one all the time because people say you really can't train people to lift. They, they just don't get it. If they've been lifting wrong for 20 years, it's really difficult to retrain the body. So I don't really move in that direction for the most part. I try to try to understand what people are lifting and if there's better ways to lift that reduces the risk factor, right? You know, I, as I had mentioned in the mm-hmm. past, you know, if you're picking up a bag of potatoes at a, at a grocery store, you know, you're working for the grocery store and they happen to be on the bottom shelf because they're the heaviest, which is where many people think they should be, right? They're the heaviest. That's what we think. Oh, they should go on the floor. They should actually go in the middle shelf because that's where you have all your strength. So you yep. don't have to bend over and pick up something. So that's what I mean by it's not rocket science, but we've, we've just developed ways of doing things. That leads me habit. to my, one of my last questions. So it seems like when you're going in to work with clients and, and help them with ergonomics issues, a mm-hmm. lot of these solutions cost little or no money. It's just a creative look at the problem. That's a, that's an excellent point. And I call it low hanging fruit. Yeah. Right. It's, it's look, this is stuff that we can do. Let's move the potatoes to the bit. Low, the, low to the hanging main shelf. potatoes. Yeah. Low hanging, hanging potatoes. Potato. <laughs> right. Let's move the potatoes to the main shelf. Let's, if you've got to bend over to get to that lower shelf, let's get you a rolling stool to sit on. If you've got to get up to the top rack, let's get you a safe, a safe step ladder of sorts to get to that. More importantly, can we position those things more neutral? We can't always, if you think about stores, they can't change the stacking process to, to have that work. But I think there is a lot of things like that, that people look at when, when we talk about it and go, you're, that's, that's a, that's a, I can't believe it. That's a fantastic idea. And it doesn't cost anything. Right. Um, so, and, and I think we also have to remember that those habits that people have 80% of ergonomic injuries are also as a result of how people use their body. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so if somebody's got to, if somebody's got to move from point A to point B and they decide to twist with their twist and turn 90 degrees to the right, they could, they could, you know, get a back issue or strain or sprain. If they decided to use their feet and actually turn their body, they would prevent that injury. So some of it's really is, is simple stuff that we just have learned to do things differently and we continue to do them. And, and maybe we feel good doing them. Like maybe right now they're not hurting us, but the fact is they are deteriorating that area and making mm. us more tired and we run a higher risk, even if it's like, oh, I've done this this way all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I had, one, I had one lady tell me, I don't, I don't care what you say, lady, I'm not changing the way I do things. <laughs> after I sort of, I sort of kind of said, Hey, why don't you, you sort of move, you know, from a body mechanics. And that's a, that's not uncommon because people don't necessarily in that moment feel pain and they're used to doing it that way, just like lifting and bending. So I think that's the hardest part is getting, getting that thought process out so that people can say, yeah, okay, maybe I feel good now, but this is probably not supporting me to do that. That's perfect. Well, thanks for sh- taking some time to uh, join me on the podcast today. My pleasure. And this has been another episode 
uh, got you covered. We'll see you next time, everybody.